Hi, Alegria familia. I am so excited to be here with Alejandra Jimenez. She is the author of Mujer de Colores. Y esto es una antología poética hermosa que estoy feliz de compartir con todos ustedes. Thank you, Aleja, for being with us. It's been so incredible to share these six, seven months with you. And I love that you identify yourself as a queer Chicana, Mexicana, Americana poeta. And I want to talk to you about how was the process of creating this first poetry collection for you? Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, it's been a journey. <laughs> um, I think that one of the most important things that stood out to me throughout this process, considering that it's my first project ever to be um, published, to be out there, the first collection of my writing. And I, what stood out to me most was getting to call myself a writer or a poet, owning that title. Because for me, um, being a first gen, coming from the background that I do with my parents being immigrants, um, I've always had sort of trouble with owning up to my potential, owning up to any title, always feeling like I was like undeserving of it almost, or I wasn't worthy of it. And I think that that has been the one thing that stood out to me most during this process has been to be able to say, hey, I did this. I am a published writer. Yes, I'm still up and coming. I'm still new at this. Maybe I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know the ropes yet, but I'm a writer. And Oh and my gosh. Okay. So for <laughs> the people that are going to get their hands on this poetry collection, please remember just everything that Alejandra said, because you are so incredibly talented. And yes, you, if you're not a poet, I don't know who is because you have an incredible talent, uh, but I totally understand. It's, it takes us such a long time to really own um, like our talent and, and especially in a world and a publishing industry that traditionally has overlooked and we're so underrepresented, you know, just right. so seeing our work out there, it, it's, it's new to us. We're not used to it. And, and I think that's why it's so powerful that our work, you know, even if we have to do it as indie authors at first, we are sharing it with the world because I mean, you agree, like just in our class, the incredible mm -hmm. Latinx writers and poets and the incredible talent that right. we have in our community. But unfortunately we just don't have, as many opportunities or, you know, platforms in place to make these things happen, right? Um, so own it. And I know everyone that will enjoy your poetry collection will agree you're incredibly talented. But, you know, also, I think that during 2020, creating art and writing during 2020, an incredibly hard year for so many of us, um, even if you've been not affected directly through family members who got ill, it's still, it's a year of transformation. Um, so maybe share with our audience, how was that process? Because I, I know you're juggling so many responsibilities and a pandemic. Um, yeah. What made you push through when you were kind of like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do 
and and just finish this poetry collection this year yeah no i think that i would never will <laughs> something like the pandemic to happen but it was very on theme with my life um 2020 had already began as a crazy year for me because right before the pandemic hit i quit my full-time job which was all of my stability it's i've been i had been at that job for seven years it was what i had based all of my stability um around and so giving that up to say hey i'm gonna go to school full-time because i'm gonna be a writer and i'm gonna be a published author and just like kind of going on a whim and believing myself which was honestly very new to me it was new to me to like to try to harness that you know my power my strength and to believe in myself. So I started off the year and just said, okay, screw it, I'm gonna go for it. Uh, I quit my job in January and then the pandemic hits in March. And I mean, I had already decided, you know, I'm gonna live off of the savings that I have until I figure something out. And it kind of actually like, suited my mission. <laughs> I was able to stay home and go to school. Obviously, there was a lot of emotional strain because living in a household, and mind you, I still live with my mom and my siblings. So for me, living in a house where there's like 10 of us was insane, um, especially because I'm a little bit of a recluse. I like to be alone a lot of the times, but I think um, it was a little bit crazy. There were times where my creativity was hindered. Um, you know, the repetition of things, uh, the emotional strain of like not knowing what was going to happen. And then when everything started happening with BLM, like it made, it kind of reasserted the fact that our voices need to be heard and creativity or creatively, I feel like art is one of the ways that it's one of the avenues that we can take up to talk about really really important things heavy stuff that people are more receptive to that they're more open to hearing and so it kind of just reasserted that i needed to continue with this as hard as it was as uninspired as i had been feeling i needed to push through it because creativity did lack sometimes but um, like I said, it was like a lot of my writing is centered around like social justice themes. And so it kind of relit the fire in me and like gave me that push. Like you need to keep going. This yes. is not just for you. Quite a historic time as well. For sure. Um, that really just set the tone. And I can't really see that through your poetry collection. So for those people out there that are um, just getting to know you, and this is the go going to be the first time they read anything um, yeah. because you you have um, shared some of your work already through the Latinx Poetry Project, and we've done some readings uh, on Instagram with your beautiful poetry. What they can they expect in this poetry collection? Well, I think that the major themes in my writing are um, sort of like feminist perspectives um reclamation of i feel like indigenous identity uh it's really important for me to kind of like encourage other people specifically women and femmes 
And when I say femmes, I am specifically talking about people who are non-binary, who do not ascribe to gender roles, but are very in touch with their femininity. So it was really important for me to sort of take on this question about decolonization and, and what that means um, for somebody who maybe is still learning uh, about ways in which that can actually be applied in their own lives. So it, it's always been a very intriguing theme for me to explore my own family and how that connects to other families and other people, other people's situations. But um, like I said, it's mainly about in this particular zine, I wanted to focus not so much on the immigration, though that does um, kind of, I feel like it, it connotates in my writing, but it's not centered around that. Um, it's just really about empowering femininity in people across all genders, um, but specifically people who identify as mujeres. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And, you know, I always ask our writers, you know, as, as creative sometimes, I'm very much like you, like I love my alone time, you know, as artists, our creators, we, we love that our space, our time to create. But I also think that the power of community is incredibly important. And I think that we experience that this year through, through our whole collective of Latinx uh, poets and writers. How was that experience for you to be part of this Alegria Publishing um, Collective this year? Honestly, it was incredible. I feel like I always struggled to find like-minded souls. Um, I was always kind of like the oddball. Um, I feel like it was, it was just that I had no one to talk to about poetry or about the books that I liked or about creativity in general. Uh, that wasn't like a, a thing in my family or around the people um, that surrounded me. So when I came across Alegria and the class and just so much talent, so much rawness, people who were willing to open themselves up in front of complete strangers, I'm assuming because they felt seen, because they felt identified with, I just, it was a beautiful and has been a beautiful experience. And I, no matter how much time goes by, I will consider them friends and family. I've grown so much in their presence as a writer and as an individual in such a difficult period and time for all of us. So it's, it's been beautiful. I've learned yes. a lot. I can't wait for the time where we can actually have a big fiesta together. You know, that would be amazing when it's safe at some point, like a year from now, who knows? Um, no, Aleja, well, uh, to wrap it up, what is your hope that someone that reads your book gets from, you know, experiencing what, what you wrote this year? I think when I first started putting the collection together and I was trying to pick which poems I wanted to put in there, the one thing that I wanted my reader to get from this is that trauma can be devastating. It can mark your life, but we're not defined by trauma. We are not our mistakes. We are not other people's mistakes. We decide what we do with our lives. We have the ultimate power to change our lives, to harness 
our full potential. So I hope that my readers get that message and are able maybe to find inspiration from my writing to look within themselves and go ahead and harness that power. Thank you so, so much, guys. You are in for a treat, let me tell you, with Alejandra Jimenez. Thank you so much for being with us tonight and wishing you always the best. Thank you, Bobby. It's been a pleasure.